Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Just the slightest feeling of loneliness or fear or boredom can cause you to go reaching for your phone. And when that happens, in those moments, you are your protector. You are. And it can happen so fast. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Doing nothing is hard. You've done the hard work to dredge up feelings from the deepest crevices of yourself, and now you're supposed to stop. But doing nothing is still doing something. It's an active process. Any behavior that serves to numb feelings is suspect. Treating the symptoms rather than the cause only leads to feeling worse in the long run. When you really see what's happening in your life without trying to change it, that's when things start moving very often. This episode was originally recorded as part of the Claiming Self-Authority course, available at clearandopen.com. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. I'd appreciate it a lot. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. I was going to say, Joseph, the the point that you're describing of, of doing all this work from a, dare I say, a, a dualistic point of view, where whereas you have the prote- dualistic, me, the protector, me, the problem. A dualistic. I thought you said sure, dualistic. dualistic. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Dualistic, yeah. Yeah, okay. And to go from that to a point where, I think I'm going to write a poem about the sun will take care of it. That just, it's just ringing in my, it's ringing in my, in, in, in my, somewhere. But to go from, this uh, two-dimensional part where we're investigating and digging things up to just being exposed to the sun and to go from a lots of stuff to not doing anything. That feels to me like a bloody long journey. And by the time you get there, how do you just be content with just not doing anything? We're so, we've been doing it all along. We've been working, 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 working. And now he's saying, stop. And there's this big gap. And uh, it reminded me so much of uh, a part in uh, the ritualistic behaviors when a Muslim does pilgrimage to Mecca. You have to do it once in your life. I've had the ability to do it three times. I don't know how, but it just happened that way. There's this one part there's this one part in, in the process where you literally do nothing. You just have to be in a particular place at the base of a mountain at high noon. It's 
So the sun is really, and you do literally your job for a couple of hours is to do bugger all. <laughs> Just sit there. And I could, I could never, and what am I doing? People play cards, people <laughs> are on their phones. But, but the whole process, the whole process, because they're trying to kill time. They've got, they can't just, so I guess I, I'm saying is, how do we, how do we do nothing? I get it. But we miss that so much. And then we end up going in again and again and again and again and again and again. And there's no end to it. And, and that's where people can go insane. That, that's where I can go insane. So how would you help people feel and understand the point where, listen, your, your job now is to do nothing. Put the cards down, put the music down, just let it be. It's a great question. Well, one answer I would say is to like insert the entire meditation course right here. Because meditation in one way is the art of doing nothing. Not doing nothing, but doing nothing. Like it's an active rather than passive thing. So, I mean, every form of spirituality has their own answer to this. But the ability to disidentify from the mind, because that's the key thing. You cannot stop the mind. That's really important to understand. You cannot stop it. It stops when you see it. I always get the image of it's like a, a teenager who, you know, they're, they're doing something they're not supposed to do in the room and they're, you know, one of the parent walks by and looks in the room and, and they just stop. There's this sense of like when the, when, the mind is see, when the mind's mischief is seen, it just stops. Not because you want it to. In fact, if you want it to stop, it tends to get even worse. Why? Because only the mind wants to stop the mind. And so it just creates a tighter circle and increases the velocity in a way. You just have to see it. But the trick is you have to see it from the authentic you, not from your own mind, from the sun. The clouds can't part the clouds. So that's the thing. And, and that's the trick is you have to sort of bootstrap yourself. So meditation is one thing, and I have a little course for that. But this leads to talking about another thing. There's another door into it. And that is to see the behaviors of your protectors in the same way you see your thoughts. I talked about this, attitudes, behaviors, and energies. I talked about this like, what was that? The Open to Excellence course? That was a while ago. So that's to say this is not new, but let me see if I can sum it up a little bit. Notice any behavior the description of the people playing cards and on their phones on the side of the mountain in the middle of the Hodge, that's outrageous. Like you would think they wouldn't do that, but okay. So any behavior that serves to numb down feeling, to numb down emotion, is suspect as a way that your protectors are staying in control. Those are clouds. Any numbing behavior. And uh, you brought up phones. While well, the phones are uh, one of the most virulent and highly accessible, I mean, it's amazing. The internet in your pocket, it's astounding. So notice how feeling of loneliness or fear or boredom can cause you to go reaching for your phone. 
just the slightest. And when that happens in those moments, you are your protector. You are. And it can happen so fast. So if you notice that's happening, maybe after 6 p.m., you put your phone in a drawer, turn it off. And then what happens? You might be unstimulated for a couple of hours. You might be a little bored for a couple of hours. Whatever is going to come up is going to come up. But you're making a statement to your protector that says, I don't care whether it feels good or bad. I want to feel it. And when you do that, you're making a stand in your own power. You're saying, I'm strong enough to be able to experience an an unpleasant emotion for a little bit. As opposed to saying, I don't want to, and you have your phone ready and available all the time and are scratching every itch with it, then you're telling the protector, I value repressing any feeling as soon as it comes up. Every time, it's a fork in the road, every time. And then C, you know, it's like uh, social media to me is the one of the best examples because it's quite experienceable that there'll be like a lonely itch and then you're in social media land and you scroll around for three or four or five minutes and then you stop and there's the emptiness again. It's usually a little worse. And scientists have been studying this and finding that it just doesn't work. You know, it's pretty much the same as having a couple of drinks. It makes you feel good for a little while and then worse in the end. So what happens when you really see this? What happens when you really see it? Just see it and go, okay, how many more days, weeks, months, years do I want to live my life that way? In a way I can see doesn't work. What happens then? Don't willfully try to change it because that's usually the protector working on itself. Just see it and see if you can find you know, a place of self-care, like that you do this for yourself. Have you ever had the experience of you know, some difficult emotion comes up, fear or depression or loneliness or whatever, and for some reason, you're just not moved to push it away and you just feel really scared or maybe you cry for 30 seconds and then you just feel like way better? That happens. That's all happened to all of you. What's wrong with that? What if that's what it's like to be human? But of course, if you have this idea that a human is supposed to be blissfully happy all the time and that it's your constitutional right to pursue that happiness, you see, that frame of that paradigm then will lead you to making yourself feel good with whatever you can all the time. Well, then you're no different than a heroin addict at the level of context. And it's not, please understand, it's not about like an all or nothing thing. If you can remove or catch yourself one time a week with a numbing behavior and just see it, just once a week, once a day would be a lot. But if you can do it just once a week, your life will slowly start to change and you'll start to find the the good that is beyond good and bad. Because in one way, there's no such thing as a negative emotion. It's just a color we don't like on the canvas that everything is on. And the goodness of that canvas is always, always, always experienceable. But if you choose in this vast thing called life, 
if we say, well, I only want to experience these colors and these other colors I don't want to experience, then you cannot experience all of the canvas, right? Because the good and bad colors are all on the same canvas and that canvas cannot be divided. It is one with a capital O. So we push ourselves away from the divine when we're not willing to be with anything and everything. This idea of being forsaken by God that goes all the way back certainly to uh, Christianity, the idea that we've somehow been abandoned by the divine, like they say in uh, theism, which was the founding religion of the United States, not Christianity. They were theists. And uh, that belief is that God created the world and then took off. And that's why we don't experience it. Fascinating mythology, isn't it? Because if you don't experience the divine all the time and whenever you want, then you got to make up a mythology that explains that. Oh, we've been abandoned. Oh, we're bad. There's original sin. We did something wrong. Or it made us and then took off, built another universe. No, that's all your projection. But you cannot experience life with a capital L if you're picking and choosing what parts of it to experience. You see, that's missing the mark, which is uh, the true meaning of sin from the Greek, not wrongness or badness, just missing the mark, just missing. So in this way, it's by including all of your emotions and being with them, that's a spiritual practice. What's one of the ways of talking about what the essence of meditation is? Allowing everything to be as it is. That includes the birds you hear, the president on trial that you don't like, the difficult emotions in you, everything, everything, everything. Because if you have a push away relationship to it, how could you experience allness with a capital A? Now, you don't have to necessarily like it, but you do have to allow it into your experience. So the ego is hilarious. It picks and chooses the aspects of reality that it wants to experience and then complains that it doesn't experience God. Well, I don't believe there's any God. Where is this thing you talk about that is everything and everywhere and all powerful and blah, blah, blah? Well, it's just here. Well, I don't experience it. Yeah, because you're dividing up here into a million pieces and sorting it in terms of what you want to experience and what you don't. Of course you don't. Well, prove it to me that it exists and then I'll erase the lines of all the boxes. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. Now, is what I'm saying true? If you haven't experienced it, don't believe me. Is it worth experimenting with to find out? I think so. Spend a year or two working on experiencing everything, numbing nothing, and see what happens. Hey, if it leads you into an unending pit of despair, you can stop and you can go back to segmenting your reality, right? You've done it for this many years. You can go right back to it. You won't forget how. And if you do, I'll help you do it, okay? I'll help. I don't know. Wait, do I will, am I willing to do that? Sure. I'll help, I'll help you go back to compensating if you really want that or help you through it, convince you to go all the way through it. See, that's the spirit of curiosity and experimentation that we sorely need in this world. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. 
Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.